0: her. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, where we recap everything in college football, NFL, the Chicago Bears, Illinois Final Illini, and we get into deep dive into football coaching, talk to football coaches all over the United States. If that interests you, please hit the like button and the subscribe button, and hit the notification button so you'll get told when a new podcast episode drops. Uh, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, literally anywhere Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, anywhere. Please leave it a review, be a friend, tell a friend, rate it, Uh, leave a comment in the comment section down below, be a part of the conversation, do all that stuff for me, be greatly appreciated. The podcast is also brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. If you go to bellyupsports.com, check out all the stuff there. Uh, They have great podcasts, great blogs, and everything else. And of course, betting season is in full swing, and the only place you want to make your bets is MyBookie. MyBookie has partnered up with the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. If you head to mybookie.ag and use the code BELLYUPFANTASY, all one word, it's going to double your first deposit. It helps support the podcast and helps you get free money, and one thing we know about everybody in the world, that we love free money. The podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football and his back to the basics, books and drills. Go to CoachStoneFootball.com and check out all of his books on football drills, practice planning, game planning, and much more. If you're a football coach like me heading into your offseason, you're, you're looking to get simple, you're looking to find some drills, there's no better place than CoachStoneFootball.com. He has literally every book that you can imagine. His very first book is over 500 pages, and you will never have to look up another drill ever again. I thank Coach Stone for sponsoring the Coach Steve Show podcast. And if this is still going to football coaches, if you're a coach and you've got a younger guy, that's a kicker, he's a developing kicker and he's trying to reach the end zone, but he's not quite doing it every single time. You're looking to do an onside kick. You're looking to do a nice squib kick, but you don't really know how to place the football on the tee. I've got the thing for you, it's Launchpad Kickoff T. The reason why you wanna to go to Launchpad Kickoff Tee is because this tee's got the flaps on the side, and when you order one, it comes with a uh, description paper of how to label, lay the football on to get it to where you wanna go. The reason why you want to go to Launchpad Kickoff Tee is that it gives a coach a strategic option on squibs, onside kicks that were never available before. This kicking tee is legal to use in NCAA, and it is legal with the NFHS for high school. Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a game changer. I'm telling you, you're going to want to get it. It's going to make your kicker better, I promise you. If you head to launchpadkickofftea.com slash CSS and use the code CSS, you're going to save 10% off when you buy the single tee. When you buy a two-pack, you're going to save even more money. You buy the four-pack. So if you The one-pack, you're going to get 10% off. The two-pack, you're going to get 20% off. If you buy the four-pack, the fourth one is free. That is a deal that you cannot pass up. So, football coaches, go to launchpadkickofft.com slash CSS and use the code CSS to save 10%, 20%, or buy three, get one free today. Football coaches. Of course, we got Lyman. Are there helmets getting scuffed up during an inside run period? If that's the case, we need to protect those shells and protect all the repetitive blows to the big guys down in the trenches. Well, you're going to want to go to Guardian Caps. Guardian Caps is going to reduce those blows by 20 to 33%. It really focuses on the big guys because they are hitting every single play. Guardian Caps is worn by five NFL teams and 200-plus colleges like Alabama, Oklahoma, Georgia, Penn State, Washington – Check them out at guardiansports.com slash guardiancaps. If you go to that website, use the link in the description below, and use the code 15OFF, you are going to save 15% off your order. So football coaches, go buy a single pack or buy them in bulk. Still use the code 15OFF, and it is good for 15% off. So go to Guardian Caps, protect those big guys down in the trenches. All right, we're going to dive into today's episode. We have our Illinois Final Line versus Iowa recap, and then we're going to dive in a little bit into the Big 12, Big Ten Week 12 uh, games that had happened. Illinois had to make the big trip out to Iowa City to play the Iowa Hawkeyes, who were number 17 in the nation, without their captain and Brent Bielma. He tested positive for COVID. He has been doing well. We watched the talk with him right before the game. It really does bother him that he was not able to make the trip for multiple reasons. You know, as a coach, you always wanted to be there. Uh, but he coached against Iowa before he played football at Iowa. But it's always means something to go play your former team, especially now that you're in you're coaching at the place at the college in the state that you grew up in, was born and raised in. So Illinois went in. How are you how are they gonna handle the game with uh without Coach Bielema? I believe Illinois football has not beat Iowa football since 2008. Iowa's had Illinois a number of the times that they have played. They don't play every single year. And what's going to happen? You got Brandon Peters at quarterback. How's the offensive line going to hold up? The defense is taking a step forward. Coach Walters is nominated for is nominated. Their defensive coordinator is nominated for different awards. Uh, he got the big extension on his contract. So how are they going to step up? Well, the final score was 33 to 23, but. That doesn't tell the story the late interception, you know, giving up. This game was a hard-hitting, you know, it was a punch fest. And I said that for the preview, that this game is going to be very hard-hitting. It's going to be very physical because they both play the same style. Iowa is going to go under center, eye formation, just one running back, double tight, and run the ball at you. They're also going to do it from a spread look. Illinois does the same thing. They will go under center. We've seen the, the barge where they bring all their offensive linemen out. They're going to go double tight tight ends. They're going to go wings. They are looking to run the ball and do short passes with Brandon Peters. If they go in shotgun, they're going to look to do play action, RPOs to get the pass game opened up for Brandon Peters. And so they're both very similar teams. Iowa probably has better linebackers on their defense, but nonetheless, they both play a physical style of defense. Iowa is playing for their... Big Ten Championship lives. Illinois was playing for a bowl game berth in their in first year under Coach Bielma. Uh Without Coach Bielema, uh, I mean, I think the team did as well as they could possibly do. With Coach McDonald, who played at Illinois, he was the interim head coach. Being the interim head coach is not just going out there and calling plays and everything else. You have to game manage. So When there's a big fourth down, do you go for it? Do you take a timeout here? You know, all this other strategic stuff that's not in there, all the game plan stuff, it's a lot to put on a coach. But I think he handled it pretty well, as well as they could. I mean, it was a really close game, and that first drive for Illinois shows how good Illinois could be, especially with this coaching staff and the culture building. At the end of the day, and we've said this a million times, and this might be a short podcast, Illinois just does not have the horses yet. You're dealing with no-offense recruits from the Lovey Smith era where he more wanted to recruit on the defensive side and, sadly enough, did not get the defense going all the time. So Coach Walters is dealing with a high recruited of a defense. Offensive side, not quite there for what Coach Peterson wants to do. You know We do need a more consistent quarterback. We need more offensive linemen. There was only about seven uh, scholarship, I think, seven or eight. And you don't have this huge playmaker wide receiver. Now Washington for Illinois did make a couple plays. We have Isaiah Williams out there that can make plays. Realistically, Brandon Peters didn't play a terrible game. That was the two interceptions. I mean, he was 16-36. to That first drive was beautiful. And then after that, Iowa really started to bump the wide receivers. They started to get pressure on Brandon Peters. He was not making the throws he needed to make. But he was 16-36, 248 yards, two touchdowns with two interceptions killed him. Iowa did pretty good for they. They said, Illinois, you're going to have to pass the ball to beat us, and Illinois almost did. So they did say, Brandon Peters, you're going to have to beat us passing the ball. So I'm I, we are so close. The offensive line struggled in the run game. We did pop off some decent runs. Chase Brown only had 42 yards. Isaiah Williams got the ball a couple times on some jet sweeps. 17 yards. Josh McCray only had 16. Now, during those yards, you know, we only carried the ball 25 times. During those times, we did get some big runs. But you got to go with what's working. So if the offensive line is going to pass, protect well, you're going with that. But similar numbers with Iowa. Uh, Iowa had to go with their different quarterback, uh, you know, their second string because he got hurt. Alex uh, Padilla, I've got to say his name wrong, 83 yards passing, but Tyler uh, Goodson for them could run the ball 132 yards. So Illinois kind of struggled in the run game part, but they were able to stop them when it counted. Again, Illinois is going to be very comfortable with giving up the yards, but not the score. So if they're going to give up 132 yards rushing to a guy and before the interception, turn for touchdown, and all that stuff, uh, going into the fourth quarter, you know, if you're Illinois, you give up, about 20 points to Iowa into that third quarter, and we've scored 16. You're putting yourself in a decent spot, especially because you were on the field for a long time. Illinois did not and, – and, and the preview that I did, I tried to say you had to keep them on the side because Iowa had the ball for 35 minutes and 53 seconds, so virtually 36 minutes. Illinois only had it for 24 minutes. So you have to keep – so Illinois' defense was out there a ton – Illinois had the two big turnovers. Iowa only had one. We did outgain them in yards, 312 yards to 255. So on paper, Illinois did pretty well. I thought Illinois played really well. And so looking towards the future, they got to play Northwestern. But in this game, you saw a lot of good things. You saw Brandon Peters finally start to do things that they kind of want him to do. Now, it just wasn't consistent. But again, he has not been healthy. He has played under different guys. They've had different offenses every year at Illinois, especially even in his under Brandon Peters' time there. They've had different offenses. Pro style, we're gonna be a spread, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And so in this game, Illinois, I think, earned some respect for some people because Iowa has whipped Illinois when they have played them. I know last year they did, you know. I think it was last year the year before against Lovey Smith. Illinois has earned some people's respects this year. Yes, they've lost games. They probably should have like UTSA, even though they're still undefeated. I think they've earned people's respects and are starting to see, okay, this is a different team. They are playing way tougher than they did under Lovey Smith. Brent billman has got them playing hard. Coach Miller's got the offensive line playing really hard. Coach Walter's got the defense going. Peterson knows how to call plays. Like, just all over the board, from top to bottom, looking from last year to this year. Actually, the whole time Lovey Smith has been there, they are playing much better. Now they got to take a step forward because as Illinois fans, we have seen this before, especially under, like, Coach Ron Zook where we've taken the step forward and we do well and then we take a step back. And that's why, you know, Josh Whitman, the athletic director, brought Coach Bielma in and said, we are looking for multiple years of consistent success rather than we're going to be good for a year, maybe a half a year, maybe a year and a half, we're going to be decent, and then all of a sudden we're bad. Like, then and, and, and we take a step back. And then we're not very good for a couple years, and then we come back. So that's why he wanted to bring in Coach Bilmo, who understands what it takes at Wisconsin. He was getting it turned around in Arkansas before things fell apart. I think, especially, I think they earned people's respect after the Penn State game. Maybe take a step back with Rutgers, but Rutgers is not the same. This game kind of showed that Illinois is taking a step in the right direction. They are just missing some pieces. They need a little bit more offensive linemen. But the offensive line did play – I didn't think they played that bad. They need a playmaker, a wide receiver. They need a quarterback, like a consistent quarterback. And then on defense, they just got to, you know, put some pieces they have, good, decent safeties and everything. They just got to fix some of the linebacker defensive line spots. But once they get some of that figured out and they keep moving forward, I think they're going to be okay. So this was a hard-hitting game. Uh, You know, the interceptions hurt Illinois at the end. The inconsistency of throwing the football hurt us, and then the Iowa knew we were going to try to run the ball. And to beat Illinois, you got to sit there and say, Brandon Peters, you got to beat us. Now, if Illinois starts running the ball pretty well, everybody knows Illinois is going to give you a run for your money, and probably it could probably beat you. Uh, but again, Iowa at one point was number two or three in the nation. So to compete with them the way they did, we never gave up. We hit them. I think we earned Iowa's respect, and I think they now know Illinois is coming. They are coming for everybody if they continue on this path. So I don't want to sit here and say next year we're going to defeat it or next year we're going to dominate. It's going to take a couple years to get these recruits in. I think they finally started to figure out what Coach Bielema and the staff want. I think they finally took that step in that right direction. So I'm telling you, people can laugh at me if you listen to this for the Illinois stuff. Watch out for Illinois in the next couple years. They're not going to set the world ablaze. But they're going to get back to those times with Ron Zook where – uh, maybe we're winning six games, you know, seven games, eight games. And to some people, that's, that's that's bad. For us, that's a step in the right direction. We continue to hit hard. We continue to, to run football. We get some other athletes and start to open up the playbook a little bit because right now we're really condensed to what we can do. We, we start doing that. We can move. So, I mean, Illinois played as well as they could against an Iowa team that does the exact same thing Illinois does. I think that's what made us so prepared for it was because they practice against each other. It's similar styles. They were able to do that. So we're able to do that to play very well. Um, But I think Illinois finally got some respect, which is what we need to keep moving forward to try to build this culture and build this program up to get to the Iowa levels and and everything else. We're not talking Ohio State and everything, but, like, Iowa levels – Uh, maybe, I don't even know if we want to play Wisconsin, but somewhere up there, get to that level. So Illinois, tough, heartbreaker. We're not going to make a bowl game. But we get Coach Bielma back. They got one more shot to try to win a game. in state rival, Northwestern, who takes Illinois recruits that Coach Bielma is going to try to take back. So we have to move forward. But Illinois, I think, played a very tough game. They were so close to winning. That's what we're looking for, is stuff close not to get blown up. Like, we're going to compete. We're going to come after you. We're going to hit just as hard as you're hitting us and take this step forward, believe in what's going on in the staff and this culture, and that's what Illinois did. So I think they've earned some respect. Around the rest of the Big Ten, um, Minnesota handled Indiana. Indiana took a way step back. When you lose your strength conditioning, strength conditioning matters, and having consistent players in at quarterback, um, some injuries all over the place, you know, you don't have the same defensive coordinator. You don't have same strength and conditioning. Coach Allen. We all kind of believe in him. Hopefully, he's not a one hit wonder. I don't think he is. I think he's going to be able to recruit. I think next year they're going to be a little better. But Minnesota is start, had started to figure out their mojo up until they played Illinois. Minnesota took care of that. Rutgers and Penn State, and you know, there was no surprise. Penn State, when they're healthy and are on, they're good. Um, beating Rutgers twenty eight to nothing. Purdue and Northwestern. Purdue shocked me. I didn't think Purdue was going to play as good as they have this year. Northwestern took a huge step back. Huge step back and loses them 32 to them 32-14. to So it gives us hope as Illinois fans that we can go beat Northwestern since we played Purdue close. Wisconsin and Nebraska was a very close game. Nebraska took Wisconsin down to the wire. Wisconsin ended up winning 35-28. Martinez, man, that guy does not get enough credit. He had 351 passing yards. And one thing I don't get again, if you're in Nebraska, and I've said this a million times, I did a whole podcast episode on it. You are so close in games, I understand it. And that's kind of where he's able to keep his job. But so you've got to get a coach in there that's going to be able to finish out the games. So Nebraska, why you keep Scott Frost, I have no idea. Michigan took care of business against Maryland, 59 to 18. Michigan. We're going to do a whole episode on Michigan and, and the Ohio State game, but Michigan bounced back after that Michigan State loss. They they played pretty well, I would say, uh, 59-18. They're getting the mojo back. The big shocker was Michigan State and Ohio State. Ohio State said, Michigan State, you're not ready. Ends up beating them 56-7. to C.J. Stroud, 432 yards. I think they found their, their their quarterback, Master Teague, 95 yards rushing. Started to get him back in the groove. Mel Tucker Jr. signs a big contract. Now the big question mark is going to be: Is that contract worth it? Is that too premature? Is it going to a second year? You're, you're you're you were in the college football playoff for a second. Is it worth to give him a new contract worth ninety five million dollars? I think sometimes people have to take a step back and say: Is that really worth the money? Um, but Ohio State is Ohio State, and so Ohio State says: Okay, Michigan State, you were in the playoff. You think you can play with the big boys. Now, I'm not Ohio State. I hate Ohio State. But Ohio State said, man, watch out. And C.J. Stroud, people wrote him off. I will give them credit. They can produce college quarterbacks like nobody's business. 432 yards passing is big time. But, man, Michigan State just cannot run the ball. And the way you beat Ohio State or compete with Ohio State is to run the ball. But if Ohio State can stop the run, they compete. And the way to beat Ohio State is to run the football because you have to be just as physical with them as they're going to be with you. Michigan State is a running football team. That's how we're able to do what they did against Michigan. And if you're Michigan State, you had 66 yards rushing. They held Kenneth Walker to 25 yards. So it's scary when you give Ohio State that type of offense and their defense steps up. Um,. So that that was a huge shocker. Huge shocker to see Ohio State 56-7, where Michigan State has been ranked number four in the college football playoff. They were, were number seven in the nation. You beat Michigan by running the football. Now there was only 21 attempts. And so Michigan State's just inconsistent. They're not ready for the big time yet. And I'm not saying Mel Tucker's not worth the money. They probably gave him that contract and money because his name has been swirled around for LSU. And if they didn't give him this contract, he might go to LSU. You don't give him this contract, he could probably go to Florida. So I understand it. But at the end of the day, like, he's only been there a year and a half. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, now he's worth, you know, what was it, like seven years, $95 million. And I'm not saying he's not. There's no disrespect to him. This is just an overall generalization to give these huge – contracts out for like $95 million. Is it worth it to give them $95 million? Are they really worth it? Now, by the end of the year, if they lost two games, a game, maybe what if they beat Ohio State, and then coming in next year, they're doing the same thing, Then all of a sudden you could say, yeah, let's give them a contract extension, give them all that money. I think giving them the money was a little bit premature. He's a great coach, good recruiter. I think it's got to be built up. But I also think their hand was forced when his name is rolled around for LSU, like, well, we don't want to lose him to LSU. Maybe they kind of—I mean, I think they gave him the contract before Florida opened up, but when LSU's open, USC's open, and then whoever takes those jobs could, you know, have a trickle effect on what on anything else. So I think they were forcing in that contract, which is unfortunate. But you give him a lot of money, then he loses fifty-six to seven. I think Michigan State's on the rise. I think they'll get a lot better, but when—but it's scary when Ohio State can stop the run, and then you know CJ Stroud does four hundred thirty-two yards passing where they don't have to run the ball as much. Ohio State makes a living on if they can get the run game going and makes their quarterbacks a lot better. You look at Justin Fields, when he played at Ohio State, it's the same thing. So that was a huge shocker to me in the Big Ten. Did not see that coming. So makes us wonder for the Michigan-Ohio State game next week, which we'll do a whole episode on. But big time, I did not see Ohio State doing that. But I think Ohio State now has locked up. They are probably going to be – Two or three in the college football playoff, probably number two because the way Alabama played, Unfortunate because kind of tired of having Ohio State in the playoff, but huge time in the Big Ten. Uh, so Illinois has earned some respect. Michigan State is, is not who we thought we were. Maybe to some people they are who we thought they were. Ohio State's made their case. Why is Scott Frustle coaching at Nebraska? We have no idea. Wisconsin's finally turned around. I could see them being really good. They were fighting for their lives in the Big Ten. Iowa's fighting for their lives in the Big Ten. Um, so it was just a great Big Ten week 12 college football season. Um, I did pick – if we want to look at my pickems, uh, I believe I wiped the board. I picked Ohio State, Purdue, Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Went undefeated against you guys that are using those bets – I am trying to help you out. I went six zero the week before. I uh, went undefeated this one with the with the pickums. Uh, so you've besides Illinois, I don't put that on there for that reason. Uh, but outside of that, I went six zero once again. You guys need to listen to me sometimes. I know what I'm talking about. Not the other bet sometimes, but the actual picking of the teams. I actually got them. So hopefully, you guys are using that those to your advantage and to make some money. Um, all right. Well, that wraps up this episode. Please go check out all the affiliates in the description below. You know, like and subscribe, all that. It really helps the podcast. Check out everything. The link's in the description below, all that stuff. Leave a comment, be a friend, tell a friend, all that good stuff. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Check out all the other episodes. And we are out of here.